0: There's only two reasons somebody doesn't buy or click or whatever the marketing question is. It's either the wrong audience or you have the wrong message for the right audience.
1: Or it's a bot.
0: Or or it's a bot. And if it doesn't fit the ideal customer profile, it's a bot. To me, it's a bot. Like what's the theoretical possibility? Yeah, one out of a billion times you're going to be able to get a
1: bot. And and think about it this way too. If, If the ads are sitting on a page and it's going to the wrong people too. Now, how many times have you accidentally clicked on an ad? And you're like, ah, oh, shit, opens up in another tab and then you exit out of it immediately. There you go. You know how many accidental ad clicks happen all the time? I'm so guilty of that. And that's why I've opted out of like pretty much every single data service. I'm not going to tell people where because that that kills the fun. opted out, I think, 286 data uh, aggregators. So I, I'm like a ghost. I don't even get the recommendations on Amazon for products. Right. <laughs> so and it's like that you're, type of thing. And but, you're,
0: you're, you're like my partner, Eric. When we started the ad platform, He didn't. he blocked ads. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I can't stand him. I go, that's kind of tough, man. This is what we do for a living.
1: Yeah, and like, like uh, you know, lead gen platforms. Yeah, I'm only visible. My content is only visible on the uh, lead gen platforms that I'm partnered with.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. So if you think about just the basic fundamentals of rows and columns, the way I see columns is it's a deeper profile. The more God, I know cool about somebody. Right. And again, you could talk to this at a whole nother level. I'm a layman, but it's common sense to me. So I was using just the behavior portion of this and getting conversions and lowering cost per clicks by 60, 70%. Once
1: we started laying on the ICP. And then if you look at it from a geometrical perspective, from my point of view, changed everything. The columns are a different side and and uh, length to a shape let's say that shape is going to be multi multi-dimensional if there's 10 columns then it's it's a decahedral shape right, right. so the reason it's in three dimensions is because it, you're talking a different length of each side that's going to cover two dimensions for the columns now the third dimension if we want to make this into uh it what we're we actually do like 12 to, to 36 dimensional uh, uh matrices but that's that's totally way out of everybody's league but if you think about it as like an actual shape like a decahedron that's like the cube from Dungeons and Dragons, right? But
0: um, I but I also want you, maybe we don't do this tonight, but I want everybody to understand this, that I am from a generation that didn't know the word internet. And you're talking about giving me a technological advantage that is, quite frankly, a competitive advantage. Yeah. If you define competitive advantage as either you lowering my cost or helping me attain a premium right Mm -hmm. and you can do both forget it so i can lower my cost easy but talk about premium i know before anybody else when a prospect is brand new to the market their existing demand right somebody who's in market right someone who's actively pursuing what it is i sell when you use a graph it's For us, it's a dual matrix of just start, keep it simple, the profile and the behavior. If I know the profile of who my buyers are and the behavior matches a previous buyer, you're talking about what do I have to do to get that person to communicate with me, whether it's digitally or on the phone.
1: Right, exactly. That's
0: it. That's it. Like this girl likes me. How do I get a date? I don't have to get her to marry me. Right, I don't have to ask it to the prom or ask it to my cousin's wedding. I just got to get a cup of coffee with her.
1: Because right? that's the start to the whole thing. And going right. back to the, the women plan,
0: out there, I apologize. am I trying to be sexist. But at the end of the day, I always use the dating example because it's about a
1: relationship. Well, selling, I use that all the time too. Selling is like dating. That's all it it's is. It's a relationship. How do you start a relationship with a girl that you find attractive? You don't just walk up to them and say, let's go on a date. You know right. and they just wait there well, and say nothing else that's what those ads are and what those sales are where they're just like buy this product it's like what the f-? no get away from me you know so what you do is
0: you start a conversation so if there are 208 million people in the united states 18 and above who do you start the conversation with and how do you start that conversation so it resonates
1: yeah and what, what if using the dating, using the dating does- uh, uh analogy that you're putting here how many times have you struck out? It doesn't matter if if you're you're going after women, men, or whatever the hell else. I, it doesn't matter whatever your flavor is, whatever floats your boat or sinks it, well your choice. Um, but let's say you're going out there, you strike out all the time, all the time. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how attractive you are, you're going to strike out all the time. Now, what if you knew the people where the second you walk up to them and start a conversation, it feels like wow, you really just hit it off. They could be your best friend, whatever it may be. What if you were able to identify precisely which people are going to be like that?
0: It that's it, stop right there. Don't make it any more complicated by removing everybody else. So, let's talk about it from a business sense now. If you remove who not to, your click throughs are going to be higher, your cost oh my God. Is yeah. going my be lower, your CAC is going to be lower, your salespeople are going to be more efficient
1: because they're getting more traction per phone call, per effort, per minute. What was the statute? Oh, oh no, no, but it also creates fear because it's like, wait. My salespeople aren't making 250 calls a week anymore. What the hell are they doing? They don't have a job anymore. What's the point? Doing the research, building the relationship, nurturing. That's what they should be doing. Two
0: things. Think about it like this. You could either lower your staff, right? You could remove people or if I have enough leads, imagine if I can make your current staff, all of them, five times more effective.
1: And and how many companies, when that happens, they're tam their total addressable market, it burns them. Once they start doing things right, it burns them. They realize how few people are willing to do business with them.
0: So you know what, there's a question and we should, this is another, I love basics. So here's a question I ask everybody. When does marketing start?
1: Marketing starts the second there's any interaction.
0: I disagree. Marketing starts before the product's even created. If you're building a product looking for a market, you're oh, well, you, in
1: it. that context. Yeah, right? I didn't, I would, it yeah,
0: it's not about sol- it's about solving a problem. You don't build a solution, go looking for the problem. You find a problem and you build a solution. And what profiling does is tells me who has the probability of having my problem that I built a solution for. And by the way, if you want to substitute solution, It's an experience that they want, but do not have, or a result that they want, but do not have, or a change they want, but do not have,
1: right? That's it. My CRO Marcus, he says this, people do not buy products or services. They rent outcomes. And when they're done renting it and they don't need that outcome anymore, if they find something better, then they give up their lease and they rent a different outcome.
0: Tony Robbins says that most of the things you want are because of how it makes you feel.
1: Damn straight. And that's why people think that way. There are logical thinkers, there are emotional thinkers, but there's no such thing as a straight logic thinker. It doesn't exist. It's all driven by emotion. The way that it works is that your limbic system decides for you subconsciously right up front because you, you feel emotionally inclined about it. And then your neocortex kicks in, your logical thinking in your brain to justify the emotional choice. So
0: think about what you just said. If I can profile the person that has the probability, and then the behavior matches someone else who bought. It, mm-hmm. Right? Of all the behaviors. So we're locked in on who and when and how. I know also what target, when to target them and how to close them. Like that's that's what technology, that's what a graph does.
1: Who, what, what when, probably, how, and um where. Well, think about it. If you own and control, that's our
0: phrase. If you can own and control your targeting, then you can operate inside successfully the walled garden and outside. Google That's and right. Google control 75% of all advertising worldwide. Anybody who says you can't, you know, you, you can make money outside of Google and Facebook, you're walking away from way too much money. But here's the thing about Google and Facebook. I just want to say this out loud for everybody. Think of Google and Facebook as an algorithm. Okay.
1: That's all it is.
0: they're they're a relevance engine, okay? Meaning they want the experience of the person who sees the ad to be good. So if I put all my analytics in, in a conversion funnel, right? In my acquisition Oh, oh, and just just a
1: footnote too, LinkedIn is also just a relevance engine.
0: Oh, 100%, 100%, that's it. So for me, what a relevance engine means is that the prospect, the person who sees the ad is more important to them than the advertiser, me, and everybody knows this, so, if I get two clicks to your one out of 100 impressions, I'm more relevant, two to one. So, they're going to give me a 60 cent click cost and you a dollar. You're going to make a dollar for them for 100 impressions. I'm going to make a buck 20 while getting a 40% discount. Now, if I get all of my analytics in place and they see them having a good experience in my funnel, acquisition, post acquisition, guess what? Google knows now that they can give me more volume. And if the, if I, if my numbers stay level, meaning, you know, the flexibility between the, the volume changing the experience for the user, as so long as I stay in the high and low, because nothing stays permanent when you add more volume. So long as I stay within that line and I give them a good experience, I'm going to have the potential to give Google and Facebook what they want. A buyer who gives a good experience that can handle volume. Now, here's where they make money, you ready? I now make money on the lifetime, because listen, if I know how to close you on a single product, I know how to sell you on every other product that you're already shopping for. We sell so many things on the back end that have nothing to do with the front. Zero, we're, we're an Amazon play on the back end. You bought socks, I'm selling you a car. You bought a car, I'm selling you a book. It doesn't matter because I'm I'm leveraging the relationship. That's what a graph allows me to do.
1: And then also how things correlate loosely that people don't see with his direct correlations, but it's such an indirect way. I use the example of if they halted the plastic production in Canada, the rice trade in China would tank. You're- what would that have to do with anything? Well, it's directly tied to it.
0: Well, think about it. There's trailing metrics and there's leading metrics. What people don't understand is if I'm trying to grow sales, right, profitable sales, what would be the trailing metric? Am I targeting people that have a propensity to buy? Do they have the profit capability? Do they have the need? Do they have the, you know what I'm saying? So when you get down to it, profiling does that. And then when I overlay the behavior on top of that, then I know who to target now. And because I know where they are in the buyer's journey, I know what my messaging is going to be. And if I'm split testing and I'm building a unique, so one thing I don't think people realize, you know, you said this to me one of the first conversations we ever had, that it was like twenty five hundred different segments. Like, do you understand that if you did fifty million in sales, that you have twenty five hundred different segments? Yeah. Okay. Now imagine knowing the names, the contact records for everybody in each segment, having the ability to build a unique. Funnel for each segment. Okay. Guys like Rob can take 2,500 segments and turn them into 300,000 segments. And if there are 500,000 people, turn them into 500,000 segments, segment of one. And we all possess the technology to build an individual, unique funnel, put all the tracking on it, connect it into Google. To me, if you're not trying to get in rhythm with Google's algorithm, no trickery. Like I said before, the best experience you could ever sell somebody is a great experience. Why? Because they'll all the things Google looks for, how long they stayed on the page, did they engage, right? Did they watch the video? How many keywords did they search? How much did they consume? How far did they scroll down? All that behavior. I'm feeding it. Our analytic, by the way, we light up everything. So I show you every single path inside the funnel, and I show you every single path that they take outside of your funnel.
1: And and if you think about it this way too, with uh, Facebook, with LinkedIn, with anything else, it doesn't really matter that it's any of these social medias. Social medias are free. How do they make money? Okay, ads, sure. But if you ask them, what products do they have? They're advertising. Pro- none of it's a product. And Mark Zuckerberg will tell you the same thing: is that he says, "Well, we don't have products or services because we don't need them. Our product or service, it's it's not it's not Facebook or anything like that. It's free. It's all free." What is the product that Facebook has? What is it? Their product is monetizing
0: behavior.
1: You, You, the user, are their product. Exactly. That's what people don't get. Facebook is not their product. You, the person using it, are their product.
0: They're using an identity graph. They know who to target with what product and when. That's it, right? Although Facebook targeting has been dead,
1: dead inaccurate on me. Like, it's just, it's, I'm a mess. None of it makes sense because I know how it all works. That's the problem so i don't follow the pathways that people do the know you. Know 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 know.
0: start liking things just to throw everybody off you know if, if i'm shopping for something i'll say i don't want this ad just to see what happens
1: even if it is relevant you say i don't want it
0: listen anybody who doesn't understand google controls the largest uh, operating systems in the world right uh apple is the largest operating system for cell phones here in the united states google's the largest in the world google and facebook control 60 to 70 percent. I uh, assume uh, Google controls sixty percent of the browser market. They control ninety-four percent of the search, and they, with Google, control seventy-five percent of ads. Think about that. They're the largest, like, operating system for cell phones. They control sixty percent of all browsers. Ninety-four percent of keyword search. Right.
1: It, it's crazy so yeah, think about it google owns the android os but then they came out with the google phone so it's a google os they're both google it doesn't matter and, and so the keyword searches are getting longer you know
0: they're growing by a, a unique searches are growing by 15 percent a month you know there's a profile there for anybody who wants to look at those keywords there's a tremendous opportunity in that there's so many uh inefficiencies if you will that when you use data Everyone is always looking to increase conversion by changing something. And what I say to people is don't change your targeting, remove some of your targeting.
1: And that's what people don't get either is that the target is the route to everything. It's not the message. The, the, the message is determined by the target. If the target's wrong, the message is wrong. Yeah, I'll A message around people who won't buy or it's not the right target. After that, you, you you add more volume. We need to contact more people. You're no, host. you're just yeah. adding to the pile, adding to the pile, digging the grave, digging the grave, digging the grave. You just get deeper and deeper, and then you're in the hole.
0: 100%. So if you think about it, if my great aunt had a great apple pie recipe, and I wanted to write her a letter asking for the recipe, who I'm targeting, I know why I'm targeting. Is it really hard to figure out the words? Right? No. If I know that you're searching for what I sell, how hard is it when I know what the thought sequence is of every previous buyer? Dr. Flynn calls it uh, the sequence of conclusions. What conclusions do they have to come to to buy what you sell? Everybody knows what they are, right? So the conversations are helping get them educated, point out every issue, every relevant thing that they need to be aware of to make a good, smart buying decision.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's part of the one of the the downfalls of my own business to show some vulnerability is that we don't have a marketing team. So being able to connect with people, start that conversation and resonate with people who are not like us, which my, I, I, I don't I've still to this day have not met someone like me. I think there's one and we're, we're just insane uh but that's the thing is that people don't think like this i think in literally boosted tree patterns like 16 steps to 26 steps ahead it's ridiculous it doesn't make it people don't think in logic like that they think emotionally so it's hard for us to connect with people because we are very odd in that sense and so that's a weakness because it was first the website was written so unless you were like a phd data scientist you had no idea what the fuck we were doing and then we moved it so oh we got to dumb it down we went too stupid no descriptions, just saying you're going to get these outcomes. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Like you know, it went to that, and now we're starting to morph into in between the two. But that those are the mistakes. Is that how do you resonate with people that aren't like you?
0: For me, if I know who I'm talking to, all I have to do is test. That's it. it like he, again, Dr. Flint McLaughlin, labs His one of his famous quotes is: "There's no such thing as expert marketers. There's Damn straight. A, there's only expert testers." Right. There's experienced marketers who know at a high level where to start the test. And I think that when you think about for me, if I know who my segment is, what's going to attract them? I'm going to test three or four really good ideas. I'm smart enough to come up with three or four good ideas. And next month I'll come up with three or four new ones. And I'm just going to rifle through a hundred ideas to find the one that converts. So this is the part that I want everybody to understand. When I say like I'm the canary in the coal mine, I can build with segmenting, all the individual funnels for those segments. I can have AI write all of the copy, all of the content and all of the creative. We build all of that through automation. And where we can't use automation, we have DAs. We're going segment of one. I'm gonna say within 12 months, we're gonna do full omni segment of one at speeds people aren't gonna be able to keep up with.
1: Oh, yeah yeah we're gonna help you with that I' be...
0: tell you I'm going to tell you two things I'll make two predictions we'll come back when people understand that the future of your business is not the product but the relationship that you're making with that person your whole business will change the way you I don't operate. know
1: I don't I just don't understand how people haven't gotten that through their head yet it's always been about the relationship since yeah. the beginning of time Life Human is- beings having actual conversations using an actual language that has been the way that it works
0: <laughs> it, again the best experience to have is a good experience like don't like people always ask like how do you stop churn well what i do is i profile who are the people that have the highest probability of churning and i focus on them in a relationship way <laughs> Because when i know who it is i need to talk to use the example of my great aunt with the apple pie i you know hey listen i i wanted to reach out to you rob because Um, I was concerned that maybe you weren't going to find this product as appealing as some of our other customers because of your blank. Because I know who you are, I might say, because of the vertical that you're in, you might struggle to find the right use case application for what we do. Think about when people buy products. I know when I make sales to people and they fail, it's mainly because we failed in helping them execute. We have the right company. We know that they were the right person. They fit the freaking profile. But what we didn't understand was how to reach them. So one of the things that we changed in our business model is we've gone to a done with you and a done for you. We don't do self-serve anymore at the higher level. So if people want to go to our company and just utilize the tech, they can do the self-serve at the lower level. But if they want to get involved with us in application, See, that's the cool thing. So I explain- it, it, We did
1: the same thing because people just won't – they just won't get – the only people who uh, – we've had clients leave simply because we ran through – they still just made the assumption of we know who we sell to, even though they have the predictive model and the, the ICP built. They run their leads through, 10,000 leads, and then they're left with a set of 115 people that are that are decent to target based off of the predictions, and they go, what am I supposed to do with this? Then they call everybody. And then nothing happens because they're still doing the same mass volume automated outreach crap. And then oh, I got the same results. No shit.
0: <laughs> so let
1: me let me give an example of what we did.
0: When I know who, right? I have the ability to resolve identity on social media. So I'm looking at all your social media posts, I'm looking at all your shares, all your likes, right?
1: Likes I and have, shares are so important, my God. I have a share of everything. everything.
0: So Rob, I put your name into my shared experience graph. I have my name and the system looks up everything we have in common, right? People we have in common that I could reach out to maybe get an intro. The idea is I want to take my time and I want to find out, think about when we were in sixth grade, man. We'd ask our best friend to ask, the girl you like's best friend, does she like me, right? Because we wanted to shoot a fish in a barrel. We're using data to do the same thing. Once I know the fish are in the barrel, Look, if I can get the fish in the barrel and you can't close them, well, then you suck. There's nothing- Well, I think
1: it's more so of, you're surrounded by 10,000 barrels. One of them has the fish in it. Which barrel has the fish? Instead of just lifting open all of the lids and trying to find out where the hell the fish are, when then you finally find it, great, you make it a sale, right? What we do is we build the barrel- We tell you which barrel the fish are in. Exactly.
0: That (laughs) by the way, not only do we do that, the way I look at us is we build the barrel, put your marketplace in and oh, by the way, let's take out the ones that are most hungry and put them in this special barrel over here. You know what I mean? And by the way, each one of these people like this type of bait at this time of day, you know? So what channel, what you say, all of that. So when you think about a graph and all those columns, I do things like campaign response. I'm recording 4 billion longitude and latitude time and date stamps on people's maids every day. We're looking, we're converting all that longitude and latitude to specific companies, where you go, what you do. Other people who go to those same places at the same time, we're doing the same thing online. We're resolving identity. Again, I'm only resolving on on social media like a third on Facebook, but I'm doing 100% on LinkedIn, almost 100, in the high 90s, right? So I'm not looking at everything in, in Facebook, for example, but I'm able to look at groups. See who you're in groups with, what you're sharing, what you're like, all of that semantic meaning. We're now bringing in and starting to utilize that to to correct our messaging. You know, to talk to you on a more individual basis. We're working with a company who's interpreting all of your posts online to see the type of messaging that'll resonate with you, regardless of what we're selling.
1: Because the, you you wanted you know that old the age old process of reflect when you sell. Reflect that person's behavior, reflect that the way that person speaks, right? It's the same exact thing. You're reflecting the way that they speak online so it feels familiar. And they're like, you know what? This guy gets me. This person, this company gets me because, you know, they talk like I do.
0: Think about it. Like, like no one buys a, a solution. The word I use is clarity, right? If I can give somebody the words that describes their pain when they couldn't articulate it. When I can talk about a solution that you may like the old famous Henry Ford quote of, if I ask people what they want, they'd say faster horses, right? But yeah. I can certainly identify your problem. And if I said, listen, instead of faster horses, what if I could give you this? If I can identify your problem and I could talk about it in an educated way and I could describe all the methodologies to solve it, not just one, pill, shot, Cream, right? Which of the three tell you the pros and cons for each, tell you how I stack up against those three? I'm going to win that sale 80% of the time, 75% of the time. I have frame control. I'm setting the buying criteria. I know who to talk to. I'm going to talk before you talk to any of my competitors, right? It, there's a, if you've ever studied, yeah,
1: that's the key too, is getting in early where it's the passive buying cycle. Because when they're passive, you can get to them, and if you nurture them while they're there, by the time they hit active, they're calling you because they you've already built a relationship and they trust you. It, it, Rather it, than going into the the uh, shark infested water with all the blood guts and fins all over the place, where everybody's attacking at the same exact time, oh, this person's ready to buy, let's just murder them. And no, you get them before they get to that point, right before they dive into that shark infested water, you just snatch them up.
0: You said the other you said before. Um... When people are in that buyer's journey, it's complex, it's long, right? So think about when someone's in that buyer's journey. What are they doing? You're peeking into their mind during a buying decision. Imagine entering a buying decision going on in their head and you're talking relevant to that particular topic. Just the fact that you tied into that thinking while it's going on is an advantage. Now, if you come to the table with education, and you build trust, and they realize that you're credible, how many sales are you going to make? At the end of the day, you still have to put the proper marketing and sales, you know, to the prospect. You still have to have, you know, nothing changes. Again, old principle. You have to start a conversation. You have to earn trust. You have to take it one step at a time. But I'm not going to saddle you with conversation you shouldn't have I'm going to free up all your time so you can focus on that date you're about to have, so you can look your best, sound your best, offer the best, you know, solution to that person. Again, if you tell me who I have to close and I could focus on that, and if I can truly understand them and I can see and truly grasp that I can help them get where they want to go and they can't do that on their own, I'm going to make a hell of a lot of sales. That's right. The fundamentals. Nothing changes how I look at data, how I look at an identity graph, how I look at profiling, how I look at all this stuff is it allows me to compete at a level that nobody else. It's like having a superpower. That's really it. I I don't want to brag, but like I could look at 200 million U.S. adults that are 18 and above and I can know the top 300,000 that are already profiled based on your previous 50 million that they're going to buy. And because I did 10,000 and 20,000 with the win loss, I'm 88 point something percent probable that these people are gonna do some type of commercial business.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. And you get a whole array of that too. Then you'll see the outliers as well, the people who are 94%. Then you'll see the outlier, the people who are only 8%. Even though they fit the persona, they're still not quite there because when you look at all the nuanced patterns, when you're looking at trillions upon, like what, a set of a thousand contact records by um, 25, yeah, a set of a hundred, a thousand contact records by twenty-five columns in our world. That's about eight point seven seven times ten to the ninety-fourth trillion patterns recognized. <laughs> Just pause there for a second. How many? How many columns was that? So that's a thousand rows by twenty-five columns.
0: Okay, so a thousand people with twenty-five. Let's call it attributes. Yep. Right. Behaviors. Things about them. And, and what, that does
1: not include like their names or their email address. Yeah, like the contact info doesn't count.
0: Married, not married, kids, you know, VP and higher on your job title, B two B, whatever it is. Relevant firmographic, relevant demographic, relevant psychographic. Do those numbers again. Say that again.
1: So many, uh, a thousand percent? by twenty-five uh, columns, a thousand rows by twenty-five columns in a win loss data set. Is going to identify approximately eight point seven seven times ten to the ninety fourth trillion patterns. <laughs> now, that is an inconceivable number. Do you know how long it takes a human being to count to a trillion? How approximately how many, eighteen thousand years. So, if you say you can sell and target better as a human being, it would no. take you eighteen thousand years to count to to. I mean, what a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a nano fraction of the same amount of patterns that are recognized.
0: So how many columns do you actually look at? Because 25 is the number, isn't it? How many do you actually look at?
1: It looks at all of them.
0: Right, so if I had a 1,000, you'd look at all 1,000?
1: It, well, it would depend. It depends what is built in the model. Um, so it depends on what we tell the system that it can look at. But if it's all normalized, it could look at that 1,000. Sure, if we told it to. Right. But it, there's a certain value where when, you, when you're looking at it from, Well, I mean, this is getting into very deep theoretical and applied mathematics, but when you get to a certain point, it will throw away. Even if they're meaningful, it will throw them away because even if they have meaning, it's going to toss many of the dimensions because it says, even if we have these extra 50 dimensions, that doesn't mean anything. These 50 dimensions, whether it has those 50 or the 20 that already exist it can do the same level of predictive analysis and the same level of accuracy with those 20 and then toss the 50 because it's irrelevant to have all that.
0: And that's because you're able to look at the behavior you're looking to see how that performs over time, right to know what the in a virtual
1: environment be. we can we could do that. yeah it, right. so it's done in a virtual environment in you know a couple minutes you know you can figure that stuff out. I mean with a set, data set of a thousand it could do all that in what uh, less than 30 seconds.
0: See to me. Most of the people that I talk to, I ask them a simple question. If I took the $50 million sales you did over the last 12 months and I profiled it, the next sale you do will have a 99.99% chance to match the profile. And if I'm wrong, it's like 98% chance of matching the profile. It's a high probability that your next sale is going to look demographically, firmographic, and psychographically like every sale you've ever done.
1: Right, but then that one extra person you just sold, let's say you sold a 1,000 people, that one person that you sold, that just changed the predictive model. It's different now. That's why it should be, an ICP should be refreshed monthly because the market changes, people change, people get hired, fired, all that stuff. They like different things. They're interested in different things. Different things happen. And also the people you're selling to- Right. Yeah. A new profile could you're emerge. You're selling new people and you're losing, you're churning some people. So the bad out, the good in. And as you start doing this in this this extremely targeted way, you can even do micro segmentation of the people who are high longevity clients and get a persona of who sticks around, get a persona of who's upsold, get a persona of who does more transactions. You could build a persona around um uh, w- which people are a pleasure to work with. It doesn't matter. As long as you have that and you're able to d- define what's what, then it can be modeled out into a persona. It, there can be a predictive model built around it.
0: If I have an identity graph, I could build any model.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that mixed one, with an identity graph is it's like, it's, it's like cheating. Or behavior, exactly. It's like cheating. Yeah. It, it
0: builds me a qualified sales lead. And if you think about the concept of new technology, new strategies, old principles, a qualified lead who meets the ideal customer profile and has the proper behavior score, proper engagement score. If you give me those leads, I'm going to make so many sales. It's not going to matter. That's the point too. And
1: our, our techs, our technologies, when you put them together, it's going to qualify and disqualify leads better than any human level SDR would ever be able to. Way beyond their ability. You send that lead that has a high probability from both of our spectrums, behavior, psychographic, all of that, ICP and everything. Add that mix together. You can pass that lead directly to an AE. There's no reason right, to so go that low of a level.
0: Let's, let's talk about this again. Let's go back to basics. What can people do with this? The single greatest asset you have in your company is your existing client base. You have no idea the power of that. Model it immediately.
1: Well also also don't use the data in your CRM to make that model. A lot of predictive companies out there make the mistake of using the CRM data. The reason I say this and you know I hope they change that's more competition for us but honestly it's total garbage. The statistic, 84% of CRM data on average is either incorrect or stale. Yeah. Therefore, your predictive model at best, if it's perfect, can be 16% accuracy, which is total and utter garbage, now, how do you so you f- cannot use it.
0: How do you fix that? How would you fix The that?
1: one thing that's gonna be correct in there is who do you do business with? Who have you failed to do business with? Literally, what is their name? Who are they? That's all you got. That's gonna be dead accurate. Also the revenue I hope would be dead accurate. Otherwise you're probably gonna end up in jail. Um, but uh, those are the things that are accurate. So then it's about going out and getting data from all the resources that are out there to m- ensure it's correctness, that it's up to date that it's fresh, everything like that, because data is not hard to come by. It's not expensive. It's easy to acquire. You just need to know where to look. I mean, there's very specific niche data that's hard to find, but when you find it, it's cheap. But the thing is, nobody knows what the hell to do with the data or how to squeeze blood from the stone, except you'll find out that it's not a stone, it's a fucking water balloon. (laughs)
0: That's funny. That's a good example. And and you know, when you think about it, most of the people that I talk to, you know, they're my age, they're in their fifties and maybe they're early sixties and they come from a different world and there's a legacy to the company. And I I ask them a couple of questions and I go, look, I've been on enough sales calls, selling the same product that if I ask two or three questions, I know what my chances are. Have, Seriously? You, ever, have you ever experienced that? And they go, yeah. I go, that's because you've been on the sales call before and you've acquired the questions to qualify. Think of an ICP as a way to qualify 200 million, 208 million U.S. adults, 18 and above, down to, say, 300,000. Now, how can we qualify those people even further? Let's look at the behavior. There's billions of URLs that I track people on. What's the likelihood that I can tell you what URL you're going to visit in the next 30 days? One. And I nailed 20 for 300,000 people. Come on. I'm like, you know, I'm Kreskin here. Right? The likelihood that this is a good lead is statistically off the charts. Now, where they are with all of that engagement, well, she really, really likes you. <laughs> I mean, you need to sell by educating people about why they should buy from you and prove to them, show them why it's a good buying decision. It's that simple. People are, are, are when you think about a, a person. They're wired to make a smart buying decision.
1: Well, well, okay. They're smart. They're wired to make a smart, emotionally driven buying. decision. They Want decision. to make a smart? I'm saying they want to make a smart buying decision. Help them get there. Exactly. So I have a simple framework for this, and this is not. I'm not. This is not my. Invention. It yeah. may sound smart or whatever I'm saying, but this is it. It's, it's it's this. It's this simple. What is it? Why did you build it? How is it relevant to them? And, or a, aka why the why the fuck should i care right that's what it is and then how is it applied what outcomes will you will they get the end that's the whole thing what is it why did you build it why is it relevant to them how is it applied and what outcomes will they get period
0: listen it i'll go even simpler you don't have to have anything more than a framework right because if I know who writing that letter to my great aunt about her apple pie it's just a matter of me writing that letter multiple times to see which one works.
1: Yeah I mean, and if you think about it what other people are doing too is that they want their their great aunt's apple pie recipe so they get a hundred thousand letters and they write the same note on it and then when they mail it, they put the stamp on it they put the return address and for the where they're sending it, they're writing my great aunt and then they shove it in the mail and hope it gets there
0: (laughs) so I was on the phone recently with a a direct mail company they're pretty large and they were like how would you apply this to this and I go oh how my god it would be well let me ask you a question when somebody uploads a list to do a mailing what if we could cross-reference it with the ICP and remove every name that you should not mail? and replace it with one that you should because you did the profile. What if then I overlaid the behavior and you change the mail piece from either nurture or sales ready offer, right? Educate versus sell, because there are some people who are gonna be receptive to the sale,
1: right? And there There's, are some people that'll be receptive, but that's the difference between interest and intent. Right, They're interested. I know that. A lot of people are interested. I'm interested in kayaks, but I'm never gonna put a rack on my Goddamn type R ever in my life, so I will never buy one. Therefore, I will never buy one, though I look at them all the time because I'm interested and I do kayaking, but I rent them. And there's no renting kayak thing anywhere on the internet. That's not a thing. You have to go to a lake and then you got one. That's it. That's how it works. They don't they're not on the internet or anything like that. Maybe slightly, but there's no advertisement. but let me tell you what. They've probably, these these uh, outdoor companies have probably wasted somewhere along the lines I would say maybe around $20 to $25,000 of advertising on me over the entire course of everything and I will literally never buy one ever
0: you don't meet the profile
1: no because guess what the guess what the factor is that is the delimiting factor i the car that i own is the reason why i won't buy one Why would they ever think that? Okay, who buys kayaks? Oh, no, they need to have a specific type of car. No one would ever make that connection, but that is literally the reason why I won't buy one.
0: Well, when you think about the rows, all that empirical data, you don't need to really think about what the column header is that produces the result.
1: It doesn't matter. It's about the shape of the data.
0: That's it. The result. At the end of the day, we're going to take the result and we're going to run ads to it. The one thing that we're really good at is converting off of this targeting and when i tell people like they go oh that's your secret sauce and i go look we still do all of the old time-tested proven things that you do to convert somebody there's no secret to how you treat human beings treat somebody bad you might make some sales but you're hoping that there are pockets of ignorance for you oh, to no. no.
1: so that's a very special piece of the population right. there's about two percent of us who are masochists
0: <laughs> right. and you'll buy anything just to take the punishment because it, right. it
1: hurts right. you want it to hurt
0: everybody else has to actually want what you're selling you know what i mean they have to have a high interest level and you know the part of it is is exclusivity you know if you have something everybody uh wants but they can get it from five thousand other people so i tell people yeah. like look. When you study for your MBA, there are five forces that you compete against for profits. Rival companies who do what you do, alternatives, right? Where they offer something similar, but not exactly, right? Powerful buyers, powerful suppliers, like Google and Facebook, and then threats of entry. Okay, sometimes there are six, but let's just stick with those five. I use data, you could pick any one of these. Let's talk powerful buyer. How do I handle powerful buyers? Well, if I can get what you said earlier, frame control, get early, build a relationship, establish a rapport, gain trust, et cetera, et cetera, build engagement. And then, you know, you eventually ask them to do something and eventually you ask them to form, fill or buy. Right. Right. And with
1: a powerful buyer like that, if they're in their buying cycle, they're ready to buy now. If you approach them as a new uh, uh as a new uh potential supplier the chances of you closing them are almost zero you need to continue that relationship they're not going to buy from you but you continue that relationship you build it you build the trust so the next time they buy it then right. they may buy it from you
0: right and so if you think about a powerful supplier google and facebook how do you win in google and facebook you need to own and control the targeting you need to be able to supply your own targeting And you need to be able to differentiate between somebody who's active and somebody who's passive so you can change the messaging, right? You have to meet people where they are and help them go where they wanna go. You can't take them to where they wanna go. You have to know where they wanna go. You know, you can't take them where you
1: wanna go. That's because it's the buyer's journey, which people don't get. It's not the seller's journey. You don't tell them what to buy, how to buy it. It's you're gonna follow their path. And the more you can align with the way that they're thinking, feeling, and doing, the better the outcome you're going to get. You let them buy as they want to. If I was selling someone and I know that they're damn well qualified and all they want to do is talk about the damn cat for 45 minutes, we could talk about the damn cat for 45 minutes. This is a true story. Talked about a cat for 45 minutes. Then they said, all right, how much is it? That's it. What? That's insanity. But guess what? They bought. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Right. And guess what? They were qualified. I made sure they were qualified. Outlier. But here's the thing.
0: If Again, if you've ever done sales, the questions are how you qualify people, right? We're using the ICP and the behavior to qualify without asking the questions, right? So when we do put the question to them about learning about their problem, learning about the solutions that could solve their problem, offering a company for the solution that they chose, typically those are the three steps.
1: Yeah, and almost you almost already know the the, uh, answers to the questions you're going to ask them. That's it. Yeah. Like it's just a
0: matter of me just doing my job in terms of educating you so you can make a smart buying decision.
1: I love it. So we are out of time here. I don't mean to cut you short, Tommy. ahead, oh, man. Uh, I get,
0: I, I love, listen, the one thing I want to say to anyone who's listened to this, targeting is not the secret sauce when done with everything else. But you have to have the right targeting. Garbage in, garbage out. The
1: right? way the way I talk about it, the target it's is first. the root. Selling is a tree. The target is the root. If the root dies, the tree is dead. If it's diseased, the whole tree is diseased. Right. And if the roots aren't there, if they're not getting nurtured, and it's not correctly, uh, like you know, grounded, the tree is going to fall, die, or whatever else.
0: All I need to know as a marketer: who to target, when to target them, and how to close them. I'll figure out the rest.
1: Then it's all testing from that point on.
0: That's it. That's it. To me, that's it.
1: I love it. 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 So, 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 Tommy, economics. What's the best way? for the listeners of this podcast to be able to reach out to you?
0: Uh, Tommy at intent.io. Three perfect. I's. I-I-I-N-T-E-N-T dot I-O.
1: That's i i i n t
0: e n right? Intent with three eyes.
1: Intent with there three we I's There we go. There we go. Intent and, with three eyes. That's perfect. That so anybody eyes. who wants to reach out, reach out that way. He's also on LinkedIn, so you can find him. Um, that's not a I'm problem.
0: Antonio. L-I-A-N-T-O-N-I-O. Listen, I, I apologize for the rants and all the deep, like, you know, white rabbit. I love That's why listening.
1: everybody's here, man. That's why everybody's yeah. here is the rants. That's, that's why people listen to this podcast. It's if awesome.
0: nothing else, I want everybody to know that they need to own and control their own first party data. They need to really start to model their existing sales. There's a lot of money in there. A lot. It's the basic principle of our entire business, and we're crushing it with it.
1: That's what it is. It's true. It's true. There's a lot of corrective processes that come with it, but it's true. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. And everybody here again, I'm Rob Turley, co-founder, co-CEO at White Rabbit Intel. And of course, my company is the sponsor of it, White Rabbit Intel. Check us out. Uh, sales enablement, artificial intelligence, and sales intelligence so that you can know more, win more, and close often by understanding who you target and who you need to get uh in touch with to build a relationship with human to human connection predicted, right? Awesome. And um Yeah, thank you so much. This is Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Hashtag DTRH Podcast. Use it if you tag us. And uh, feel free to tag me. Thank you so much. Have a great night. If you enjoyed this episode, follow Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast for new episodes weekly on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. If you'd like to apply to be featured on the podcast or recommend a featured guest, please feel free to email us at theteam at whiterabbitintel.com.